Hello, my name is Jackson Roos. Um, I am very excited to announce that I'm launching this podcast called Energy Today. Um, before we go into it, I kind of wanted to give some background about myself. Uh, I'm a junior accounting major from uh, Friendswood, Texas. I am a junior at Texas A&M, also getting a master's in finance uh, there as well. Uh, I this summer we'll be interning at ConocoPhillips under their finance team, um, and hopefully we'll be able to launch a career um, in the energy finance space in the future. Uh, I'm also involved in a couple organizations at A&M's campus, including the Aggie Investment Club. Uh, in the Investment Club, I am on the Securities Analysis Committee, so looking at a lot of financial statements, modeling, kind of what's going on in the market, that sort of thing. Um, going into why I want to start this show, I really wanted to provide an accurate view uh, of the energy industry from a college student's perspective. And looking at the landscape of energy podcasts, and there's many, many great ones, I felt like this is a need that uh, needs to be met. And I think that as someone interested in the energy industry, I feel like this is a nice uh, refresher of being able to really understand what's going on and a focus, taking a focus on the facts uh, as opposed to kind of what's going on in the media and, and more of the narrative of it. Um, really, the younger the the younger people interested in this energy space uh, need to truly understand what is going on and not be swayed by the media, who I feel has really treated the energy industry pretty poorly uh, over the past really decade now. Um, and I want this podcast to be a great place for if you're preparing for an interview in the industry, if you want to catch up on just what's going on in this space, or simply enjoy learning about this awesome industry. I um, am planning on doing about one show a week and, and, and bringing up news stories and talking about how it fits in the um, current energy landscape and ideally uh, hope to bring on guests at a later date, uh, particularly people that are young professionals uh, and talking about really what's going on in the industry industry and want to maintain a uh, focus on the facts of what is happening in this space. So I feel like it's fair to give an outlook on how I see the energy industry as a 20 year old hoping to hoping to go in the, go into this industry. And I hope to have, uh, you know, a, a uh, clean future, a, you know, climate change free future um, to someone conscious of that. I think this is an important place to outlook uh, or to outline my outlook on this space. Personally, and from, from what I've read, I feel that the energy industry is really here to stay. And the U.S. consumes, as well as all over the world, uh, incredible amounts of hydrocarbons every single day, as well as hydrocarbon products. They make everything that we do possible from from plastics to chemicals to shampoos to the um, to your toothbrush, it really goes into goes into every single little thing that makes our life possible. Um, additionally, looking um, over in Asia and China as well as India, I think that they're predominantly still using coal as a major fuel source. And going forward in the future, I feel like this um, represents a major runway uh, for growth for both renewables as well as crude. And I, th and I think that the U.S. energy industry is particularly well positioned to take advantage of this of the future, particularly because of the shell revolution that has occurred over the past, say, decade. Also, with the uh, presumptive nominee, uh, Joe Biden, um, it'll be interesting to see 
how he changes U.S.-China relations as well as other parts of the world and how these said relations impact the oil industry for better or for worse. And I feel like it'll be um, for better. Looking at oil companies uh, currently operating in the United States as well as all over the world, um, ConocoPhillips, BP, Equinar, and Shell have been making large strides into the renewable space as well as decarbonizing um, their operations. While other companies such as ExxonMobil have doubled down on the viability of crude, and this is interesting because it's it's representing a shift in the space of how companies see uh, or how companies uh, project politically as well as business-wise. Um, some downplay the effect of climate change, um, while others uh, take it as a very serious threat. And I'm not here to say exactly what I think about the uh, about climate change, but looking at different companies, um, I, I really see a world in which both companies uh, that take differing views survive. I think that there has been a uh, fracturing of the oil industry and looking at, I, I try and think about it in three different buckets. I think of companies such as ExxonMobil who are really hunkering down on crude and thinking about the viability of it. They are going to continue to produce in vast quantities. And, and these quantities will be consumed all over the world every single day. As I just mentioned earlier, that India and China present a major demand growth in the future. And I think that I see a world in which this kind, these kinds of companies do truly thrive um, in that environment. Additionally, you have the companies that I listed, ConocoPhillips, BP, Equinor, and Shell, who have been making strides to push into renewables, uh, as well as, you know, projecting that they will be net zero by net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And these companies present also uh, much more demand growth, as well as being able to position for a world in which people are focused on the effects of climate change and wanting to grow up in, in, a, in a clean future. Um, these companies are predominantly focused on, through this transition, they're predominantly focused on LNG, which is one of the cleanest burning uh, fuel sources that we have. Um, I think that these companies, I think they'll eventually get to only renewables uh, at some point in the, into the future, but I, I believe that they are using their uh, their core business model of, of crude oil to make this transition. And lastly, this third part of the fractured uh, oil industry is the companies that are really pushing hard on the renewable front, the companies that, that all the startups that are that are occurring. There's a, um, a startup um, growth shop in, in Houston that's really thinking about how these renewables will play into the future. And I do believe that renewables are the future. I, I see a world where that is our primary fuel source. I think there will always be demand for crude as well, but I think that that is something that is has been an interesting development. And in my opinion, I think this is an incredible time to be going into the industry as all of these different changes are happening and being able to get in on the forefront of all of this new and exciting stuff that's going on. That's just really exciting to me. There will always be demand for oil, um, both internationally and domestically, which is predominantly why I foresee all ranges of energy companies, uh, whether however they stand politically or business-wise, will really prosper in the future. Looking at um, this, these crazy times that we live in, the COVID pandemic, uh, oil prices crashed in a negative territory, and they've recently recovered 
to around $40 a barrel. I checked today and they're around $39 for WTI. And through this, the energy industry has seen broad consolidations as well as uh, bankruptcies. Ch uh, Chesapeake Energy is the most notable of these. And this, in my view, see, makes um, the industry come off as becoming stronger and more nimble. Companies are fortifying their balance sheets, focusing on cash flow um, instead of just chasing the next uh, play. ConocoPhillips is the most uh, forefront forefront uh, of this view of mine. Um, they recently have acquired Contra Resources, which they did so in an all-stock deal, which has been pretty characteristics of characteristic of M&A activity as of late, uh, because this allows the companies to preserve liquidity for uh, to weather you know the next storm. Um, possibly maintain uh, or to, to uh, acquire another company as well as uh, maintaining a very strong balance sheet. And ConocoPhillips, to, in my eyes, is a model company in, in this respect because they have established a business model where they can be profitable at $40 a barrel. So this is a, uh, is a great company that uh, I believe has been doing all the right things lately. Additionally, M&A activity uh, in the oil space has really ticked up since the pandemic began, as I just touched on. Uh, really, after seeing these these bankruptcies happen, firms wanted to acquire firms who were, were struggling, and this led to increases in acreage in the Permian, as well as a, a myriad of other assets. And I foresee this trend continuing into the future, and I believe that this industry and this country um, will come out the other side of it with a more fortified oil, oil industry, better to able to better compete uh, on the world stage against the rise of, of all kinds of international superpowers, especially China. Um, I really wanted to thank you all for listening to me today. I hope to run through two to three articles each week and really discuss the important developments occurring right now, especially into the U.S. And I foresee a strong energy industry into the future, and I really hope to provide good quality information for people my age and, and older to get kind of take a look into uh, the industry. So thank you for joining us today, and I hope to see you next week.